Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's talk some Cavs and some playoffs. The North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Sean Devaney is our guest from Forbes and Heavy.com, formerly the Sporting News. I always love reading his stuff. What's up, Sean? Matt, how are you? How you been, brother? Fantastic. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, you too, bud. Great to talk to you. Um, all right, let's start with where the Cleveland Cavaliers are at in your mind. I know there's a lot of fans that were up in arms last week when GM Kobe Altman basically was nine days after the season, hops on the press conference and says, hey, everything's great here, and Kevin loves staying, and we're building this thing, and we're, we're on the right track. Where, where do you view the Cavs right now? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think you, you you look at where they are, and you hope that uh, that that was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I mean, certainly, if you're uh, calling up other teams and you're talking trades and things like that, you don't want to go out in front of the media and say, uh, you know, uh, we, we're getting a little desperate here. We got to we got to make some major changes. Uh, you know, you want to present the, uh, the the fact that you're very happy to have Kevin Love, and any team would be happy to have him, and uh, and uh, and everything is is, is hunky dory here. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not surprising that uh, that that he would do that, and and something that they need to do. Obviously, um, they need to make changes. Uh, there's definitely some some good young players. Um, you know, the Garland and and and, and Sexton backcourt. Uh, you know, has had its moments. I think they'd be probably better off, and some of this is going to depend on what happens uh, uh, in the lottery. Uh, they'd be probably better off breaking that up and 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 trading one of the two guys. Probably Sexton would be my guess. Um, you know, at least see what's out there. Uh, I, I think they're in that position, especially if you could package uh, Kevin Love and get out from underneath that, get some picks, things like that. So, uh, you know, I, there's there, there's assets there to work with. There's some some major decisions, obviously, on some of the contracts that they're going to have to do. Uh, but uh, yeah, this team is still a long, long way away uh, from being anything close to a playoff team. You mentioned Sexton. Uh, they can, if they wanted to, extend him and max him out. This off season, what do you think the percent chance is they do that? Yeah, I mean, if he sticks around, you have to. You know, I mean, that's the thing. That's a, you, you, you're you're kind of backed up against the uh, uh, against the wall at this point. You know, if you're if you're going to keep him, uh, then you're going to sign him to the big contract, uh, and you probably you're going to have to wait a year uh, because it's really hard to trade a guy 
because when you sign that contract extension, you're still playing one year under your old contract on your rookie deal. So you can't really trade the guy until the next year when that contract kicks in. Uh, so, yeah, you know, if they decide that, that they're going to stick with Colin Sexton, uh, then you absolutely have to, you have to extend them and you have to give them the big deal uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, give it another go, see, see how things develop with him uh, and Garland and, uh, uh, and go from there, you know, decide uh, the following year if you're going to trade them. You, you really can't do it uh, once you decide to commit to the big contract with them. Uh, and I think they're in a position where they've got to do it. You know, if if, if they're going to keep him around, if he's not traded, uh, you know, on draft day or something like that, then uh, then uh, th- th- then really he's uh, he's somebody that you've got to extend. Uh, that's just the way that, that that the NBA is set up. When you have uh, you know a really good young player like that, you've got to pay him, uh, and then worry about what you're going to do with them later. And that's the question: like, do they think he's really good to great, or do they think he's just good? And also. And you know this, Sean. You know he's he's small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a this has become a wing league, and and I know Kai. There's Kyrie's out there and, and smaller guards, but man, oh man, I, that that's the concern I have is that two smallish guards together for a long time is not going to equate to wins. What do you think? Yeah, but I mean, you know, this is this is the direction that the team chose to take. So. Uh, you know, now that you're in it, you can't really go back and say, well, geez, we made a mistake. You've got to find a way forward. Um, you know, and, and, and that to me is probably, I mean, look, he's still, uh, you know, a 22 year old guy who came off uh, uh, a year averaging 24 points a game, uh, you know, shot the ball fairly well. He's, he, he's a decent outside shooter. It's not a huge strength of his, but he's, he's, he's pretty good. Um, and, 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 you know, not a great playmaker or anything, but, but certainly he's a guy. Um, you know, you can play with the bigger guard and, 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 and get away with that. Now, they don't have that, of course. That's part of their issue here. Uh, but, uh, but, but, yeah, you know, I mean, I think there are, will be other teams who will look at uh, uh, Colin Sexton and say, yeah, we'll, uh, uh, we'll take the plunge. Now, would another team be willing to take on Kevin Love's contract in the process? Uh, would the Cavaliers be willing to, you know, get rid of, 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 of Sexton uh, you know, with basically the only other return they get uh, being the fact that they can move Kevin Love's contract without getting a whole lot else in return. You know, that's, that's going to be a much tougher uh, uh, sell, no question. But uh, uh, but there'll be plenty of teams if they decide they want to move Colin Sexton. There'll be other teams that, uh, uh, that, that'll have a, a really sincere interest in him. Sean Devaney with me from Forbes and Heavy.com, covers the NBA and has for uh, many, many years. You You just... Uh, hit the nail on the head there with this Kevin Love situation because if there's somebody that is, uh, no pun intended, in love with Sexton, trying to package Kevin in the deal just to get him out of here, um, the thing that I'm concerned about and worried about is, and I saw some smoke on Twitter today about, uh, maybe Kevin Love can go to Dallas for poor Zingas, and I'm like, no, don't take another bad contract back, right, Sean, that has another year on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you're you're right because you're compounding a mistake. I think what they're looking to do, and 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 this is one reason why I don't think they've in the end packaged uh, Sexton with Kevin Love because at that point you're not really getting back any other asset. The only asset you're getting is financial flexibility in getting out from Love's deal. And the way the Cavaliers are set up now is who cares about financial flexibility? I mean, you, you know, it's, it, you're not you're not going out and signing a bunch of guys. 
with that money. There's not a lot of free agents that you're going to be able to do something with. Uh, you'd be better off just, just continuing to let uh, uh, Kevin Love's contract basically erode away and, and uh, you know, maybe you do a buyout down the line or something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, if you're going to trade Colin Sexton, you need assets back. You need you need either draft picks or another young player uh, who maybe fits better with your team. Uh, you know, you can't really afford to just uh, include him as, as, as an incentive to take on Kevin Love's contract. That's not enough. Uh, and certainly if you're going to get rid of Love's contract, you don't want to take on a guy who's got, uh, uh, you know, two very, very uh, unstable knees uh, and uh, and really has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, he just uh, that, that that doesn't make any sense. But we both know the history of Dan Gilbert, and I don't know what Dan thinks of Porzingis. I don't know what Kobe Altman thinks of Porzingis. That's the scary thing is, is you look up and go, all right, we know Kevin Love. Maybe his time here is done. And, you know, and then you're going to take Porzingis back and then possibly a third year. That'd be crazy. That third year is 36. That third year is 36 million. It's a player option. He's picking, he's picking that up. Yeah. I I mean, I I don't think you can do that. And, and I think, look, uh, you know, whatever the reputation for, for Dan Gilbert has been, um, you know, in the last couple of years, he's made, his team has made prudent moves. You know, I, I mean, you can question the, the pairing of Sexton and Garland together. You know, that's that's fair. Uh, but you know, they 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 haven't made uh, some of the the head scratching moves that we've seen in the past. Certainly, uh, not not the moves that uh, uh, that you would have seen ten years ago from that from, from that group. So, uh, you know, I, I I think you have to look at where they are now. Um, and, and, and some of the things that they've done and, and, and see that, you know, I mean, to, to get in on that, on that James Harden trade and get Jared Allen, that's, that's a terrific move. And, and, and yeah, so, you know, they deserve credit for that. Um, so, you know, and, and, and they did eventually get rid of Andre Drummond. They, they didn't give up much to get him uh, and they didn't have to give up much to get rid of him either. So, you know, I mean, there's the, the things they've done lately um, that would give me a little more confidence. What what do people think uh, around the league of the job that JB Bickerstaff has done? I know it's it's tough to kind of gauge in this past you know pandemic year two years ago and and certainly this past year there were a lot of injuries. But uh, does he move the needle or no? I, I mean he's got a he gets a lot of respect I think from people in the business. I don't know if if necessarily players are are, are out there saying you know I want to go play for him. Uh, but you know when you look at what he's had to work with and what he's done with it. Uh, you know, this is obviously a very bad offensive team, um, and and you know the fact that uh, uh, that 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 he's able to keep them in competitive in as many games as they as they were, um, you know that he deserves some credit for that. He's a guy who's who's been grinding. Um, you know, obviously uh, his dad was in the business as well, but but he was not handed anything. I, I mean, he he really came up through the ranks as a scout, uh, as as an assistant, and 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 you know did. Did a lot of those dirty work jobs, so I think he gets a lot of respect from people in the business. Now I don't know how that translates uh, into how players uh, see him. I know everywhere that he's gone, um, you know, when he's when he's had a chance, uh, players seem to like him, and and you know we'll we'll see whether that holds in in Cleveland. Uh, but uh, but like I say, from from people in the business, you know, I, he's not going to get outworked. I think that that that's what his reputation is. Um, you know that he's uh, he, he is willing to do the job 
Uh, and, um, you know, he's going to need some talent. So, uh, you know, you can work as hard as you want. You can't get blood out of a stone. I'm assuming if the Cavs win the lottery, they're taking Cade Cunningham. I'm assuming that's who you would take if you were in Kobe Altman's chair. What if they come? What, what if they get the second pick? What, who's number two on your list? Yeah, that's you know it's it's a really good question because I, there's there's basically five guys and they're they they've got the fifth pick, uh, and you know the worst thing and 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 I hate to even say it given what what the um, what the Cavaliers' luck has been in the last few years. The worst thing would be if if one team jumps ahead of them, they then they wind up with the number six because it's a pretty good drop off to uh, you know whether it's Moses Moody or Keon Johnson or uh, or Scotty Barnes at at number six as opposed to the top five, where you've got Cunningham, Mobley, Jalen Green, uh, Suggs, and Kuminga. I, you know, I, I really like Kuminga. I saw him in high school, uh, and, I, man, I, I really like his game, his versatility. I think he's going to really fit in today's NBA. Uh, I think that applies to all of them. I think that applies to Mobley. I think that applies to Jalen Green. And we all know what Suggs did. We saw that uh, at Gonzaga. But, uh, uh, but I, like, I like Kuminga in terms of his upside. Uh, in terms of uh, you know his athleticism um, and 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 just really the way his versatility fits the uh, the modern NBA game, I I just think he would be a uh, a really good fit in Cleveland. And, and it's interesting, Sean, because last year they took Isaac Okoro, and it was like small guard after small guard or bigs. They don't have a lot of wings. Okoro is that obviously he needs to improve his shooting, but wh- where does Kaminga kind of sit in terms of how you define him? Yeah, I mean, I, I think those two guys. If you had those two guys uh, uh, as 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 your wings, um, you know, with the with the wingspan and the athleticism, I think defensively uh, that would be a that, that would be a really really good combo. I think you'd like to see offensive improvement, uh, certainly from Okoro. You know, we'll see with Kuminga. It's hard to say. Uh, you know, played in the in, in the G League. He didn't play a whole lot. Uh, this year, so it's hard to say where he is offensively. Uh, but you know, from 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 what uh, uh, from what I've seen from uh, from what scouts say, you know, he's he's got the ability to be a guy who can stretch out to the three point line and, uh, and and be an offensively versatile guy. Uh, but uh, but but again, we just haven't seen that much of him. I like I like what you said about Scotty Barnes. He's a, he's a good player, but you're right, not going to probably crack the top five. And he'd be another guy that would fit the Cavs. Yeah, absolutely, but but you know, I, I I think the top five have a chance to be franchise type players, and and I think that that after that, there's there's certainly good players. It's a very deep draft. It's a very good draft, uh, but I, but I do think there's a, there's a bit of a drop off uh, after those top five, and, uh, and and again, that's not to say you're not going to find uh, an all star after that. It just uh, you know, talking to scouts, you know, everybody raves about those top five and. And, and you can make a case for any of them, really, as the number one pick. Uh, I, I do think it's Cunningham, but, uh, uh, but, but, but you know, all of them have the talent to, uh, uh, to be in that spot. It's just uh, once you get past those, uh, you know, it, it, it's a bit more of a gamble. Neil O'Shea came out today, the, the Blazers GM and basis said, hey, we're doing pretty well, making the playoffs every year. I know we lose in the first round all the time, but, hey, for a small market team, we're doing pretty well. Didn't that didn't – that, did that, kind of rub you the wrong way like what a defeatist attitude maybe 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 all these small market teams should just shut it down like what what, what was your take on that yeah i mean it's it's it, 
I, I understand where he was coming from. I think he phrased it badly. I, I think you know they've had some runs where they've gotten where they've gotten hot, where they had had the right players at the right time, uh, and, uh, and 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 they were able to uh, uh, you know outperform their their expectations. Whereas uh, there's also been times where they've underperformed their expectations. Uh, so you know that's that's sort of where they are. Uh, and I think that 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 was his that was his point is that you know there's times where they're going to make the conference finals uh, when nobody's expecting. There's times where uh, you, you know they're going to underachieve like they did this year. But uh, uh, you know I, I I think his 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 point was more that to be in that situation um, you know there's 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 not everybody's going to win a championship you know and and not everybody's going to be able to you know when the when the uh, uh, the, the buyout market comes around. Going to be able to sign Blake Griffin the way the Nets did, uh, and, and and I think that's more of his point. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think that what he meant was more uh, just, just along the lines of it's difficult in the NBA, and the fact that they've been as good as they have, as consistent as they have, uh, you know, that's 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 not necessarily a terrible thing. Uh, the way it sometimes gets made out to be. Sean Devaney is our guest. You mentioned Blake Griffin. That dude couldn't jump over a piece of paper in Detroit. Now all of a sudden he's like revitalized in Brooklyn, and they're up, they're up thirty on the Bucks in the second quarter tonight. Sean, is anybody beating them in the East? It doesn't look like it. I mean, you know, I, I, I there were some things from that first game that I thought maybe uh, the Bucks would be able to build on. You know, they did a really nice job hammering the uh, uh, the Nets inside, which is where they're. Where they're vulnerable, obviously you had uh, James Harden going down uh, with uh, with the injury that uh, uh, that he had. So, yeah, you know, there there were some things that I think you could look at that game one and say, all right, well, you know, maybe the Bucks had a chance to uh, to make this a pretty good series. I mean, they had I think it was, was it seventy two points in the in the paint. It was ridiculous. You know, they were they, they were uh, really hammering. Them. It just doesn't matter though. <laughs> this is such an incredibly talented offensive team even without James Harden, uh, you know, so you get uh, uh, Kevin Durant is unstoppable. Joe Harris, who not enough people talk about how important he is to that team and how good of a three-point shooter he is, He's probably the best in the game right now, uh, you know, certainly the most consistent. Uh, and, and, you know, Griffin, like you said, he's been, he's been fantastic. You know, they've, they've, they've uh, you know, for all his defensive uh, uh, flaws, he's been so good offensively. So uh, it, it's really hard to see where you're going to find enough of a weakness uh, to slow down what that team can do offensively. Uh, they're not tremendously deep. They're, you know, there's, they're, they're not very big in the middle, certainly, all that stuff. Uh, but, but in the end, they can just score more than you, and that's how you win games. You score more points than the other team, and, and, and they certainly are, are built to do that. Sean, I always love catching up, brother. Thanks so much. Matt, thanks for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.